Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, life is so busy over here right now. This week, it seems like I am just running off my feet. And this is the last thing in my week. And it feels great to be at the end and I get to do something fun. So I'm looking forward to cool. this. Awesome. I love your little uh, I love your little sayings like off. You said running off your feet. I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> I have a lot of them, don't I? And yeah. kettle fish is the other one that I've never hear, but I heard you say it, and I think I saw you tweet about it the other day. Yeah, I think I say it more now on purpose because I know that that's kind of a unique thing for you. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, how's, how's things yeah. with you? Uh, well, you saw the office, so my my background is a bit yeah. a bit fancier um yeah it's so trendy he's got this uh you can't <laughs> see it right now but he's got this trendy bookshelf you know with a black pipe uh like plumber looking kind of thing Looks yeah cool. finally finally a place to put the business books i never read you know so uh, hmm. makes me look smarter than i actually am so i have a feeling you read quite a few books or at least podcasts i yeah definitely listen to a lot of podcasts Books I brief through, but then certain types of business books I really, I really like. And it's, it's that, that the ones that are thinner and punchier and don't necessarily like try to draw something out in 20 pages, which could be done mm. in two. <laughs> so. Yes. I really appreciate that. When you get a really concise book, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. For the business ones. But I do like the story ones too. Like the, there are bigger ones where everybody's really telling a narrative and then it has like laced in lessons through the narrative. That's fine too. So those can be long because mm -hmm. it is like yeah. reading a novel or a biography or that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad we can't have like, you know, an audio book library shelf that's visible, right? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like all the, all the books I get now are audio books. So my bookshelf isn't very large. Cool. Cool. All right. So what did you want to talk about this week? Um, well, actually, it's what did you want to talk about this week? And I'm pretty sure you wanted to talk more about uh, product sonar, and I am more than happy to do that. All right. I think this is going to be a throwdown because, yeah, I, I know, I know you've, you know, you, you mentioned. I think we celebrated you getting a was it a paid pilot like a couple yeah. Of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, and I have more news on that too. Uh, one of the paid pilots dropped off. They weren't uh, weren't a super good fit, and I'm happy to go into detail on that. Um, and I had a, a pitch to another uh, association who is going to do a paid pilot as well, uh, a bit more broad in scope than the other one. And there's a bit of drama around that that I'm happy to talk about too. And okay. uh, yeah, lots of uh, fun things going on with Product Center. Okay, so is it is it good to paraphrase that like? it's not going as swimmingly as you were hoping in, in the more recent days or. Yeah, no, it has gone well. Um, and actually like things are on track on how I would have normally, uh, mostly expected it to go. Um, just having that one, that one trial, uh, not, not be a good fit at the end. That, that was a bit sad. Um, just, you know, you get your hopes up and you, you think that, Oh, it's, this is for everyone. But, um, yeah, that, that customer wasn't really a good fit. And um, even though they're not a good fit, it still feels sad uh, that they wouldn't want to continue. Do you want to give a brief, uh, just summary, a two-liner on on Product Sonar just for any new listeners? 
For sure. So Product Sonar is a uh, price uh, indication tool for uh, retailers in the hardware store business. Um, basically, we track uh, big box stores and give pricing updates uh, to them. Uh, this is something that hardware stores already do, and uh, we're basically making it a lot easier to get that information. Cool. That was very succinct. Sounds like you've done this before. Yeah. After doing a couple pitches, like you actually kind of get into it. I've, I never thought I would enjoy sales, but it is a little bit fun. Yeah. It, it is fun connecting the dots and seeing the eyes light up when it does like hit, right? Like yeah. That. And just the, like the, you, you say a point and you just see the nodding along of like, yes, yes, yes. And it's just, right. That's good fun. Right. Yeah. You feel like you're kind of in control. Cause it's like, yeah, I'll slow the words here. Or I'll like have this cadence. And then you, then you see the head nod or you see the mm. excitement, you see them, like you see the body language react to it and you're like, okay, all right. And it just gives yeah. you a little more wind in your sails, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, one I know one of the problems we've talked about because we've talked about doing outbound. We talked about like you know different uh, models for you. Like mm-hmm. I think one of the ones you've talked about, even one we've talked about, like trying to price it and whatnot, is just you know the TAM right? The, the total addressable market, right? Because that's something you're conscious of as you're pricing because you're like, okay, you know, it's a very specific niche you're looking at. And yep. it's like, yep. how many of them are there? And you've talked about, you know, working through other uh, distribution channels that like could affect multiple hardware stores or franchises or different things. But one of the looming questions has always been, the TAM, right? Like, okay, how many of these can I actually sell? You know, it is it is a conscious thing where m- most people, I think, talk about the TAM for a business and most people under underbid it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, they don't consider that these markets are going to grow. But I would gamble that you, like the growth of the hardware store market is probably about where it's at. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's probably in decline. Right. Um, just due to the consolidation and whatnot, but yeah, it is something I think about quite a bit. Um, just because, like, I'm not really, I, I've never really been too excited about, like, oh, we're gonna address the landscaper market, and that's gonna be, we're gonna capture, you know, ten percent of the market, and that's gonna be, you know, ten trillion dollars or something. I I find mm-hmm. that to be unhelpful, uh, for the most part. But um, with this, it's very real to me because um, as I'm pitching these customers. I know that like there's a finite number of them. I only have a few shots at this and uh, you know, there's only so many of them that will convert. And what does that look like in terms of revenue and uh, all that? Right. And it's a long sales process, right? So far, like it's a, it's Mm -hmm. a arduous sale process. The, the, and, and you are very trying to be price conscious because again, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and not have and like shoot too high or shoot too low, right? You shoot too low and like you're kind of pigeonholing yourself and you shoot too high, you know, maybe I get another rep at it in another year to talk to them again. And now what? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it is also worth noting that at this point I'm, uh, I'm basically trying to get the distribution channels open so the sales process is naturally longer with them because they have more at stake. Um, these distribu- distribution channels because they're in some ways putting their name behind uh, products owner a little bit, 
and for them to distribute to their customers is, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a risk for them. Whereas uh, I think once those distribution channels are opened, uh, I think that will improve the sales process quite a bit. Okay. Um, one other thing that I would say is a, I would say is a uh, either detractor or a risk to your your business is so like we said that the TAM is fairly stagnant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, I would also say the chances of your business probably having a lot of word of mouth. You know, mm-hmm. I talk about referrals, but even just the basic organic word of mouth. Oh, hey, you should use these guys, right? Like your business is sort of a secret, like in terms of it's like what someone is using internally to compete. It's a competitive intelligence tool, uh, right. essentially. People don't naturally share that information. Yeah, because then it just basically levels out the playing field again, right? Like, yeah, there's not an inherent reason, like one, unless it's like, you know, the, the person that does pricing in one hardware store moves and goes to another hardware store and it's like, oh, hey, right. this was great there, right? Like that can so happen, that's, that's fine, but they're not yeah. going to probably have a cohort of 50 other hardware pricing store friends that they're going to be in a Slack community with and talk about, right? No, for sure. Like this is this is not a uh, network economies type of thing. This is very much, um, you have to be very, every, every sale is going to require quite a bit of effort. You're right. Well, there is, you know, technically, if you talk about the network piece, there is for you an economy of scale in the network piece because you have the same information. You're basically reselling that information. So, from the mm-hmm. left standpoint of a of a network, like more more nodes, more areas, more hardware stores, mm-hmm. you're you're getting the pricing data on. But anyway, but yes, from a virality standpoint, from a people mm-hmm. telling people standpoint, yeah, it's it's it has some disadvantages there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you had a you had an idea you wanted to pitch. Yeah, and I think this is a is, is a word that we haven't really used very much, but it's kind of a pivot. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's what is interesting. And and again, I'm trying to use my own salesmanship to kind of try to convince you of like all of the uh, the 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 negative p- places in in your in your current business model. To pitch my new big TAM idea. All oh, right, are you are you done all of the negatives, or are there more? Uh I mean, I think we covered them. I mean, those are the high ones, like the the word of mouth aspect, the the mm-hmm. the, the sale, like the fact that they're that the TAM isn't particularly that big, and like it is affecting mm-hmm. even your psyche of how I should price this. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. a, you know, like even with referral rock is like I know there's a perpetual line of people that could potentially walk in the door, right? Like you right. see a limit to your line, right? Like I've, yeah. there's only so many, I only get so many shots on goal, so to speak, right? Like yeah. there's, yeah. and I have to be particular about it. And uh, so my flip to all of this, so those are, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's a long sales process, which is hard. And it's right now you're not like, this is not an SEO play. This is not an easy, like, how do I get easy distribution? I can't just talk about it on Twitter and I'm going to find all the hardware people that are going to, you know, talk yeah. to me, right? Yeah, so, definitely not. So you, you do already have some challenges and which leads you to doing like outbound, which then, again, looking at all of those, you start to factor in, like, is this a sustainable model, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
So um, my whole idea is you have this data, and who else is this data valuable to? Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's contractors. I think it's the the contract people, the people that are shopping the hardware stores that are the, you know, in any given area, hundreds of little, you know, landscape companies that are, you know, relying on the hardware stores to get their, their dirt and their grass seed or whatever, or construction, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, prices of, of wood, prices of like uh, plumbing stuff, like all the commodity stuff that to them, they're making these big purchases yeah. and they probably have a discount with different ones. But at the same time, you know, they, on any given day, they could go between hardware store A or hardware store, store B to make their purchase. And what better than to know that intel of like, who has the cheapest price that day? Yeah. And, uh, and and I'll be able to go and essentially, you know, pick that store. So giving them the intelligence and essentially that's your customer is like selling the data to them. And mm-hmm. uh, Big Tam has word of mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot easier to sell. And also probably people that will be seasonal, like, hey, I'll subscribe. It could do a subscription model. You could do all kinds of other things that are very low lift. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's an easy way to even MVP it. It could just be like, it could just be not even, it could just be like an automated newsletter they get and they pick like the things they're most interested in. It could be mm-hmm. like a, there's a free version where it gives them the data from last week. <laughs> And it's like, I want the most daily data. Like I can, so there's a lot of reasons to eat. There's more, many more of them. They're going to tell their friends because they're not competing against each other for what they're buying out of the hardware. Uh, Maybe it evolves into a mobile app. If you get fancy, Uh, maybe it evolves into like a little SMS bot. They can like say like hardware and it knows like their location and some other things. And you just like spit back like, prices of wood near you, you know, and you can attack it regionally too and get a lot of, you know, you're facing like a a certain city in Ontario and you're like, I already, you know, have the data from there. And you could do guerrilla campaigns to, to coordinate with some of them. You could have a referral network with them. Like, Hey, you refer 10 of your buddies, you get that. Like there's a lot in there because there are so many people. Now it's just like, okay, what do you pay for that? All right. It's, it's, 10 bucks a month, you know, whatever. Yeah. You already have the data. It's not going to cost you any more to scrape more of it. You can attack them city by city and mm. come up with like a launch plan for those types of cities. Find one or two contractors. They're your ambassador there and let them do the selling and let them get a residual. And you're just in the back, like tagging up the new data and making it easy for them to subscribe and deliver. Yeah. 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 So fight, fight me on it. Aha. <laughs> Well, I won't fight you as hard as you might think. We, uh, to to be fair to our listeners, Josh did pitch this idea like probably two or three weeks ago, and so very I've lightly, some, not 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 nearly as hard. <laughs> no, very lightly, but I took it very seriously, and I actually investigated okay. it pretty far. Okay. Um, and so I'll I'll kind of I'll kind of maybe talk about the positives first, and then maybe talk some about some more of the negatives that I discovered. Okay. Um, so kind of what I, I did, like the first thing I did when I heard that idea is like, that is awesome. That is so cool. I was feeling a little bit down about the sales process. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just see what this is. And uh, I know a lot of contractors. So I picked up the phone and I called 
uh, probably five or six of them. And uh, yeah, it was really neat to kind of hear their thoughts on it because um, one of the, the, the people that really liked it were um, the small to medium sized business. So think like, you know, four guys in a truck kind of idea. Um, they're the guys who will drive to the store on an afternoon to go pick up a little bit extra. They're the guys who, um, the guy who quotes the job is also the guy working the job kind of idea. And he's, once he's quoted it, he's looking for any way to save a buck. Um, and so for him, this is, this is great. Um, the only thing becomes how do we get the data to him in a relevant way? So, um, you know, maybe on this job he needs two by four, but maybe on the next job he needs sheeting or maybe he needs insulation or something like that. So that, that becomes a little bit tricky, um, in terms of how to deliver it in the best way to him. And I think we could probably figure that out with some time. Um, but then there's also kind of another group of people. Um, there's the, the loyal customer person, um, where a lot of these, hardware stores do a lot of work to keep their, keep their people in house. And so they, um, really accentuate, you know, deals to stay with us. And, um, you know, if you, there's some sort of, there's also some, uh, you know, feelings of honor or something like that. Loyalty. Surrounding that. Yep. Um, you know, they did a good thing for me once I'm going to keep supporting them kind of thing. Um, and then there's also the really big companies, the really big companies, they just, like if you have like, you know, four or five trucks on the road, they really don't want to mess around with going to different stores for things. They're like, we have one supplier, you go to that supplier, it's on the account, that's it, no messing around. Um, and so that's, uh, that, those are kind of some of the things. And there's even also like uh, a lot of the smaller stores are actually better um, service for contractors. Um, so we have in uh, Canada here, we have home hardware um, and related stores who, um, allow you to just drive in to their yard, their yard and put the lumber directly on your truck, um, or whatever materials you're picking up and you pay for it on the way out kind of thing, which a lot of, and a lot of their pricing is not public. Um, whereas the, the box stores where you have to, you know, load it up into a cart and bring it to the checkout and then bring it to your truck and then load it up. Those places are the places that have a lot of the pricing available. So, that gets to be a bit of a tricky thing to figure out as well. But what I, I will say though, like you're talking about this being uh, an addressable segment, I think you're right in terms of like um, this, there is potential here somewhere. I think it has to be more teased out though, in terms of how to, how to get that value to the right people. And I think there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I think it's probably about maybe, maybe a third of contractors out there, like contracting companies out there would be candidates for this. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem as much of a slam dunk as what I've got going with the stores at this point, the stores, it's like, here's a faster way to do something you're doing already. Whereas these guys, it's like, here's a new thing that you can do that will save you money that maybe you're only doing once a month or on big jobs. Okay. I see. I see what you're, I see what you mean. Um, but like, yeah, I wonder how much that's probably where like coming up with that selling point, right? Like for that type of person, you know, how much is the, how much is that information worth to them? So like 
it probably leaning in more to that. I like that how you're already targeting and classifying different types of customers. So it's like <clears throat> the the three four guy one or the you know two two truck guy like this this medium one because I, I think we or even the small like one guy one right the one guy yeah. one truck type of thing. And and we all know how you know there's there's probably a lar- there's a large gap between them and once they get to the bigger company because it's as an entrepreneur it's a harder thing to build like a yeah. fleet then you've got managers you've got other things but even the you know yeah the what the the two three guy crew uh one guy crew all of those like you know how big are their jobs what are their because that's going to matter right to you um yeah and so i did look into that a bit too and actually the one guy truck actually is not a good customer because uh, hmm. they don't buy enough um uh for it to be worth it. So if I tell them they can save, you know, if they have an order of $5,000, I can find, uh, I think I ran some tests on that actually, and I could save around uh, a couple hundred bucks. And so that's worth something, right? Yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're going to the store for, um, you know, 10 pieces of wood, it's not, it's not worth your while to even look. Um, And that's where maybe something like a newsletter might be more useful. Uh, for them mm-hmm. to say, you know, here's the here's the prices on these particular items, right, right. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I wonder about again, like the core thing, the core asset you have is this data. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe it's not, you know, could it be? Yeah, I just wonder about it. Could be, you know, you, you, that where that the person it's valuable for doesn't necessarily always have to be the person that pays for it so even if it's like i would think me as a as a individual person like it's almost Mm -hmm. like i want to i want to i want a google search of like lumber prices near me (laughs) right like you had that one like the idea that we talked about a year or so ago which was like the hospitals like hospital emergency rooms with the shortest wait line like right and and it kind of ladders up is like okay what would happen if i got consumers or diy people like mm. not that they would they probably wouldn't pay for it but it's like a convenience factor right like i don't have to go and figure out like are those prices like whatever i don't know i'm just trying to think yeah. of like you have an asset mm-hmm. how can this turn into and maybe that the next step is someone paying for it or maybe the other one is like i don't know it's like there's a there's a you know, yeah, yeah I, don't know. I think the tricky thing with that though is that the um the stores where they are buying from are not incentivized for the customer to use my, my data. Um, they hate me with a passion. So um, this is more about figuring out ways to get the consumer of the data to pay for it or like ad based or something like that. Um, and kind of like what if my thought is that if I try to do these ideas um, I worry that I'm going to get kind of split brain where I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, trying to, trying to juggle too many things. Um, and so I'm kind of focusing on the stores to start with. And I that think that, sense. I think that the develop, that the, um, the contractor market is a good, um, step once I have a couple home bases that are already kind of paying for themselves. So then okay. the data selling the data becomes basically it's like free. a bonus. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I like your focus. It's good to keep. I mean, it's good. I think. I think this is this this could be a potential experimental pivot. But you're right. Like, 
you're already down this tunnel. Uh, you mm-hmm. you've got your I don't know if you if you play poker, but you're like pot committed to this at this point, right? Like you're yeah. you're committed to making this work at least this way. You have leads. You've talked to. So it's, it's not like you're at a dead end either, right? So it's just oh, like no. there's a lot of interesting things going on. Um, but I love the analysis you did, honestly. Like, I think you're right. Like, where you're focusing on could still table this. We can go back and listen to this, and and I can hopefully draw some excitement to, to experiment in it again. But yeah, based off of where you are, I think you've convinced me <laughs> that you're, you're to, to continue on in your path and you've you know, as you dug into this, I didn't know how much you dug into it. Cause honestly, I just like threw those ideas at the wall, like, you know, months ago or something. And, uh, no, when people, when people bring up business ideas, I usually try to turn them over in my head a bit. And if it seems like there's something there, I usually dig pretty far. So, yeah. And that you called people and you kind of like are profiling and having like buyer personas and things like that. And, but enough that you know where you want to test it. If you, if you, if you did want to go and pull that. So, you know, what's cool though, is I probably wouldn't have tested it to the same rigor that I did if I hadn't started with product sonar and status list and all of these other things. Like, I think that I'm learning over time the muscle of like, here's an idea, here's what we can do to see if it's good. And like, here's the things that matter to look for. And here's the things that don't matter that people might say to look for. Right. Yeah. And you went to talk, you went to, you dug deeper and that was the key, right? And dug deeper without coding. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I tried to pitch it as lightweight, like, Hey, a newsletter, like it doesn't involve coding. It could just be like, you can write the newsletter every day. You could whatever, like, um, like when I, when I talked to these guys though, they, their kind of thought was like, Oh, I can put in my material list and then you can tell me where to go buy it. mm -hmm. And you know, how like how many stops am i willing to make you know am i willing to go to two stores or only one store yeah that that sounds like a dream but it sounds wildly impractical to me because honestly i i have a i have a friend um that used to have a it was a mobile app that used to help contractors um Mm. and uh and I think one of the, it was like, it would do invoicing and things like that. But I think one of the most troubling parts was like, I think he was always trying to like ladder up and trying it to be more like an accounting system because it would do invoices for them. Mm. It'd oh. also be like, they would never put in their expenses. So like yeah. it was, and imagine on a mobile app, like trying to like, yeah. and try, it's it's hard enough to like shop on these things and like click yeah. through and try to find the right stuff. Imagine trying to be like, it sounds like a dream. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, it's going to take like, 20 minutes to try to mobile swipe your finger to get your like list together and they're going to change so dynamically or it's like not every deck is the same not everything and you want it to go so much faster than it would that it's not gonna be worth the pain to be like okay i could make five stop and save 20 bucks (laughs) you know you know what might work is like your newsletter idea but instead of like and and the way to do the newsletter being um like some sort of somewhat interactive newsletter where it was like what what kind of project are you doing and then where mm-hmm. the major components of that where's the best place place to buy um mm. those major components and how much would you save on a you know medium-sized project or whatever it is right 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 because there has to be some sort of demonstration of value right right yeah i mean that could be the, and that could be the initial hook that could be interesting as an experiment too is like Great. You know what? I'm just going to create, and maybe that's the next step as a tip in is like, 
okay, like lumber, right? Like two by fours, like, okay, what's the most commodity things? Lumber, like drywall, whatever. And it's just like, this is the list. You're going to get this. And basically, whenever the price changes in your region, um, it's, you're going to get an email alert that's going to just just start giving that away and see where it goes. Like how many yeah. people subscribe to that? How many people? Because once like you know, once you have the data, yeah, that's if you free figure, to it's free yeah. to you and you could be like, hey, and then it's like, oh, they tell their friends. You got more people on this subscription list and then it's just you cutting and pasting every morning and then you can automate it after you get tired of it like yeah. and it's just like yeah pick pick the top five and just in the most prominent category and yeah. that's for free right and you just do that and just see if your list grows yeah you know a fun sidebar about do everything manually until you get sick of it and then automate it like yeah. i've been doing that with products on r2 like i've got my um my data gathering system and it's very finicky because there are so many parameters that make that thing work. And basically, I ran that manually for the longest time, and I slowly mm-hmm. built up over time the 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 ways to handle all of the weird things that might happen, right. and uh, just slowly automated away. And I think finally, like two weeks ago, it's fully fully self run. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, makes me happy as a programmer. Cool. Yeah, oh, that's fine. You take those. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to have this win of programming. Well, no, that's the thing. It's funny is, uh, you know, more and more, and I heard someone characterize it this way, and it's definitely now, um, yeah, now hits for me is just like, it's so much about any of the stuff we're doing is about, and anyone on a day-to-day basis is about like energy management, right? Like mm. you're, and, and if, if coding is going to give you energy, right, it's fine. But also if, and some people it does, and some people like if they code something, but no one ever uses it, like it's a supreme drop off in energy, like a mm-hmm. detrimental, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset for weeks. Right. So like, yeah. and that's, that's the trade off, right? Like, it's like, okay, if you're going to, and some people don't have that, like you see people out there, you know, people take doing small bets, people doing like, uh, you know, a new project every month, it would, I can't do that. That's not me because yeah. that drop off, that waste yeah. is so like bad for me and my mm. mental, like I, I, I am not built for that. Like I am built yeah. for like, okay, this, this longer, <laughs> this yeah. longer types, types of thing. So. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Like for me, just like having one, one idea to work on for quite a significant amount of time, but then within that idea, to do little bits of code. Um, mm-hmm. Like if I spend a few hours, that is so, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, even if, even if it hardly ever gets used, it just, you know, I'm making it that much better. Right. Right. But if you go in a hole and do that for three weeks and then it's like, yeah, then no. that's too, too, too committed too too hurtful. If it doesn't really get used. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. For sure. Cool. Cool. So did awesome. you have any, anything else you wanted to cover yet today? No, that was it. I mean, um, yeah, more more on product sonar. I feel like this is kind of I don't know if I, we've said it before, but this is like what we always wanted to talk more about on the podcast <laughs> is like having a project, having mm-hmm. you know people potentially getting updated week to week, having us kind of workshop things. Um, yeah, you know. Well, finally, I got some more fodder to help us along. So yeah, you brought some fodder today. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, cool, awesome. All right. Have a good week, Josh, and uh, we'll see you next time. You too. Thanks, Nate. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's Searching, the number four, SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.